Welcome to Glow Radio. My name is Jacqueline Sun. I'm an unconventional astrologer, marketing expert, and business mentor for Lux Entrepreneur Baddies. I'm super passionate about real transformation. So this is a space with zero judgment. You can expect raw and unfiltered conversations about everything, including business, astrology, manifestation, relationships, healing, and more. These discussions are intended to break off limiting beliefs and leave you feeling more free to be your most authentic self. Let's dive deep. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Glow Radio. Today, I have a special guest with me. Her name is Suman Kandola. She is the creator of the Mindfulness deck, which is honestly one of my favorite Oracle decks. I use it all the time. Some of my best friends have it because I recommended it to them. She is also the founder of XO and Hustle. She's based in Vancouver, which is my hometown. So I love that. And she's currently directing a documentary in partnership with CBC titled The Identity of Wellness which is such boss bitch shit. So I'm definitely here for it. And I'm just so excited to learn more about her journey. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, man. I'm so excited for this conversation. Like, I mean that truly with my whole heart. Totally. I'm so excited too. So how about we start off by getting you to just share a little bit about your journey? Like, how did you get started in everything that you do? How did you come up with all these business ideas, everything? (laughs) Honestly, like when I was younger, I think that I was one of those people who um, I think was like kind of living very unconsciously, right? So I was living and I was maneuvering through the world, but I didn't really understand um, my place in the world and what I was doing and how I was doing it. And I had gotten to this point, which I think many of us do, where I was in a business and Um, I was an employee and I realized that I didn't want to be the people who were ahead of me. I didn't want to be my managers. I didn't want to be my manager's manager. And it just made me start to really think of like, okay, well, what am I doing? And I remember I was just like, okay, I'm going to, I saved up a bunch of money. I was like working 14 hours a day. And I was like, I'm just going to stack some cash and buy myself some time. And, um, looking back at it now, I wish I enjoyed that time more and rather than sitting in so much agony, but I quit my job. And honestly, I started meditating for like four or five hours a day. And I continued to just build skills. Like, you know what I mean? Like I needed to learn how to market. So I would go and pitch myself to people and be like, I'll do marketing for you. Or like, I would just put myself in different situations where I would then soak up the knowledge that I needed to then eventually apply those things to myself. Um, Yeah, I am very excited that you have the mindfulness deck. I'm very um, excited to also know where you found it and like how it came to you. Um, But the mindfulness deck was something that came to me, I would say early in the pandemic. Um, And it wasn't because of the pandemic. It was just I naturally uh, throughout my life have always kind of um, struck, I don't want to say the word struggle, but I have grappled with depression and that, that lower frequency. And so I had gotten to this point where I was like, okay, 
um, I know a lot now. I know a lot of different ways to take care of myself. I know a lot of different ways to connect with myself. I know um, different ways to raise my vibe. And if I, I, I'm a very like action oriented person and I'm like, okay, if I haven't put all of my energy into trying to raise my own vibration, then from there I can go and do what else needs to be done on a biological level. And that's how the mindfulness deck was created. I literally sat down and I wrote down everything that helps me connect to my anchor. And I was like, I had this vision. I just saw this like young woman, just like getting this deck in her hands and I was like I just want to share I want everyone who doesn't see themselves in this industry to see themselves in it and find care for themselves in it. I love that I feel like what you said about you being an action-oriented person I noticed that like right away when I saw your birth chart because <laughs> so you are a Scorpio sun with an Aries moon and both of these signs are ruled by Mars, which is the planet of action, passion, intensity. Yeah. So lots of Mars energy. And I love that because I have a lot of Mars energy in my chart and like all my friends do. So it's just so awesome that I found that out when I saw your chart. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, um, it's, I just really believe like, you know, one, one time I heard Tony Robbins say this and he was just like, people's biggest addiction is their problem. Mm -hmm. And something about that really resonated with me. And I was just like, I was just like, yo, there's this TI quote from his old album where he's like, um, say what you mean, mean what you say, and like, just get it done. And I, mm -hmm. I remember loving that those lyrics and I was very like yo if you don't once you know better if you don't try to do better that's on you yeah totally totally <laughs> I feel that so hard and about the mindfulness deck so I actually found it when I was in New West I was at the store Good Omen yes and I was just there like with my girlfriend browsing I feel like whenever I buy oracle decks I do it very intuitively so I just kind of go by how I feel when I pick up the deck you know what I get when I look at it and then I was like oh my god this deck I, I just needed to have it I don't know what it was but after I got it I feel like I just love the simplicity of it like literally each card just has the phrase there's there's no book with it which I love because it's it's like a deck when I don't have a lot of time when I want something quick then yeah. I always go back to it yeah and I, I built it off the basis of like I don't know if, if you or anyone else does this but sometimes I'll like open a book like I'll just like I need a message universe, and I'll like open a random book to a random page and I'll just put my finger on something and I just feel like um one, I'm so happy that you found it there. I love that store. I was pumped to put it in there because I'm originally from US and I was like, oh my God. Um, but yeah, like I wanted to make something that like, even if you are new to building a relationship with your intuition, here are words that you already understand. Here are actions that you already understand. And now you can start to connect your heart and your spirit to it so that you can start to build and deepen that relationship with your intuition. Totally. Yeah. I just love how easy to understand it is. Like, it's like almost like I don't need to use my brain, <laughs> which is great sometimes. Yeah. For real, dude. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So you said that you quit your job and you wanted to do your own thing. How long did it take you to become like self-sustaining through your businesses? You know what? I was, um, 
I didn't leave my job knowing what I wanted to do. And so I think that there's like different roads and paths that people can take. Like you can leave your, you can leave your gig knowing like, I want to be a yoga teacher and I want to build this. And you put your energy into it. I left like, I just know this makes me want to die inside. You know what I mean? And I was just like, okay. And I think that because I did that, like I, I floated for quite some time and now looking, I mean, hindsight is everything, right? So it's like now looking back, like I wasn't really floating and I, I can have the consciousness to understand and know, like I was picking up little skills. I was even learning about time management. Like um, I, I think about when, when the pandemic first hit and I was like, you know, so many people were having such a hard time with, with being at home or being on their own and, and, and managing their own time. And I just thought about like, yo, when I quit my job, I had to really learn how to like, tell myself I'm going to do something and actually do it. You know what I mean? That is yeah. such a skill. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it took me event, like I would say like I left around 2016 and I was able to really get, sink my teeth into like what I'm doing now about two years ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I feel like it's, it's always so interesting to hear other people's entrepreneur story because like my story is that I've had a lot of trial and error. I've been like a serial entrepreneur for the last decade, but also in and out of different jobs. And if you look at it just on the surface level, it feels like a lot of those projects and businesses failed, but I realized that everything was teaching me something that I needed to know in order to get to where I am today. And then it just kind of snowballs at a point. Yeah. And like, think of like, even just the lesson of compassion in what you just said, right? The lesson in like knowing that like, hey, those things are not failures. Because sometimes it's like, you know, when your mom tells you you look pretty, it's like, oh, you're my mom. Of course you think I'm pretty, right? So I need somebody else to tell me. But it's like, it's like when you, when you truly believe it and you know it and you're like, okay, I'm going to actually pull myself in that love and that compassion. That took me quite some time. You know what I mean? Like even, even with the mindfulness deck, like my biggest intention with it was um, I want people who are not seen in this industry to be seen. And that is the premise of, of the film that we're producing. And it's just, it's so crazy because the biggest thing that I hear back from the deck is, Hey, like I've never seen an Asian girl in, um, in a mind, like in a wellness park. I've never seen myself in these practices. And um, like circling it back to what you were saying is just like, you know, with that deck and with all the power that it has, I even feel like it's, it, it hasn't even reached its level of potency that it eventually will. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm just so curious and interested to know more about the journey of creating that deck. So like, how did you start selling it in different stores or did you start first by your website? Like, tell us more about that. Totally. Okay. So do you want more of the personal journey or do you want more of like the entrepreneurial like steps journey? Ah, I feel like both are so important. Yeah. Share both. Okay. Okay. So like I said, I was at a point where I was like really starting to crash and um, there were a lot of things that were happening in my, in my other businesses that, and with my other business partners that were like so out of our control. And I was feeling very, out of control. Like I was like, there's a lot happening. And so I sat on my floor one day and I was just like, 
you know that feeling when you kind of like get sick of your own shit where you're just like okay I need to do something now yeah. um and so I was like okay I got this lined piece of paper and I was sitting in my mom's in, in my mom's house in my like it wasn't even my childhood bedroom it's somebody else's childhood bedroom there's Winnie the Pooh on the walls and I'm like sitting there writing down like okay um what raises raises my vibration meditating connecting with a friend heart to heart like somebody who actually loves me um going for a walk or going to the gym or like I just started writing all these things like even connecting to my anchor there's times when you can tell yourself like what do I need right now and your anchor can literally be going and grabbing a coffee grabbing your favorite coffee and just like sitting by the water like it's like whatever vibes with you and so I wrote all this down and I swear to god it was like it it was like what is that word cathartic or like it just washes through you um and I went to bed that night and I had been meditating a lot at this time and so I was having very vivid dreams and I kept seeing all these cards and like at this point I never thought like oh I'm writing this list to make an oracle deck um and I think that like there's even the idea of like who am I to make an oracle deck like I'm not spiritual enough to do that um and so like over the next week or so I would keep getting these images and these um visions and so I was like okay I just started sketching some ideas and I just and then I think then that's where like you know if you got it in you, you got it in you. You're like, all right, it's time to make something with this, you know? And that's like where the entrepreneurial hustler rolls in and is just like, yo, what's up? Let's do something with this. And so I kept sketching and kept sketching. And I was thinking about like, okay, do I want to draw this? Do I not want to draw this? And going back to your point that you just made, um, you know, my one of my first businesses was drawing and uh, sorry, painting on uh, denim jackets. Mm-hmm. And I would sell the denim jackets. And I remember the process of that business made me realize I love business, but I don't want to make my art my business. I hated, I hated painting for 14 hours a day. I loved painting when I was stressed out and wanted to do it for an hour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to actually outsource this, but I have to outsource it to somebody who, who would understand me. And literally I think this whole podcast will be about proving the point that you just made because I was at a previous role and I had met this graphic designer and she was an incredible woman she's this Korean woman who is just so freaking cool and she just I I don't know like you know when you say I'm thinking of the color blue and somebody else is like I know exactly the shade that you're thinking she gets me like that and so I, I kid you not, I would draw like a stick figure and I would draw a swing and in a, like a sketch and I would put it and then I would put clouds and I was like, can you make this pretty? And she, and if you guys go to check out, even go to Instagram and you can see that image, it's called dream. How she got that from a stick figure, bro. I don't even know. <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah, we, I was like, I was so fired up. I was like, let's do it in eight weeks. I gave her eight weeks. We, we designed it. We produced it. Um, I did everything locally because um, I really wanted to just make a Canadian made product and see, see what it was like. Sorry, one second. It was like, I had an almond, almond before. And <laughs> um, but yeah, like I wanted to make a Canadian made product Um and now I put it out in the world and like now I look at it and I'm just like okay there are things that 
I would love to up, update uh, for it, um, but it is like something that I, I just had this intention. I had only made a certain amount of units, like this version will never be available again. Um, and I was just like, whoever this is meant for, I want, I want it to be something that they can actually like gain from. I actually truly want this to like how you're like, oh, I don't have that much time or energy to do it. It's like, all right, I'm not even like maybe feeling that connected today. And I pull one and I'm like, okay, this is what I can do to take care of myself. It's a single moment with yourself. And that is so important. Totally. Yeah. Oh my God. I literally like got chills as you were like mentioning the artist you worked with and how she just understood you. I feel like so much of what you just said is very aligned with your astrology chart. Because I, I was looking into, so I'm a career astrologer. So I kind of focus on the career aspect. Yeah. And so in the houses, the second house, the sixth house, the 10th house has to do with your career, your resources and things like that. And all of those houses for you are in water signs. Mm. So it means that you probably need to feel very emotionally connected to whatever you do in your work in order to feel fulfilled. Do you feel like that's true for you? 100%. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And your, yeah. so your second house represents the resources and the skills that you need to develop in order to be productive with your life. Okay. And your second house is in Scorpio. So Scorpio is like a super passionate, intense sign. And I feel like just the fact that you were able to create it in eight weeks is such a Scorpio trade. Like you're just yeah. like, let's go, let's do it. Let's get yeah. it done. And the fact that it came to you in like a vision like that, I feel like is also very Scorpio because they're one of the most intuitive signs. Mm -hmm. So depending on, you know, how your guides, the universe speaks to you. I feel like that also is a very great like representation of your Scorpio side. That's so cool. So then when you read for like, read a chart for someone um, when it comes to like their career and whatnot, what do you think is like, like those things are also valuable. That makes me think like, whoa, like I understand even at times when I feel disengaged from what I'm doing, like what do you feel like is the biggest takeaway um, from learning these things? Hmm. I feel like it, I realize that when you want to look at your astrology, you really need to have an intention and a goal. So when someone asks me like about their chart, I'm like, what is your goal? Like, what do you want to know? Because there's literally so many aspects. It can be very overwhelming if you don't know exactly what you're looking for. But let's say like, I want to know, yeah, like the skills I need to develop in order to become more financially abundant. Then I'm like, okay, then we'll look at like this aspect and then kind of experiment with it. I think one of the other things I've learned is that your chart can tell you your possibilities, your potentials, but at the end of the day, you still need to take action, practice trial and error, because literally it's an experimentation process. So I'm always like, you need to take the action first, and then we'll look into your astrology to kind of confirm what your intuition is telling you. I have a lot of respect for that, um, because I think that... Um... <laughs> you know, it, to circle it back. I, I'm, I also, I love interviewing. And so you will notice I'm going to interview you. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, even bringing you back to the deck, it's like, an, a, like a big thing at that point. I was like, I love 
tarot and I love, um, I love Oracle. I love reading and I love learning about these things. And I learned that I, I, I learned to love a lot of these things for myself in the sense that, um, maybe, yes, I love, like, maybe I love tarot for instance. We'll use that as an example. Like I love tarot, but I love it more so for, the symbolism that it teaches me about life so like if I learned about the 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 fun one everyone hates it but I love it because I'm a Scorpio I was like the tower card right yeah you're like you knew I was gonna say that yeah yeah it's like but I love the symbolism of that it's like it just reminds me so much of like okay so you are breaking down the foundations within you to recognize and restructure what what is now coming up like you can you can break through your upper limit you can break through this trauma you can break through what whatever um energy you're stuck in or encapsulated by right and so when I created the deck I was like yo at the end of the day tarot all of this stuff I love it all but it is a it's a landscape hey here's the environment that you're playing in here's what you're looking at here's where you're at this is my philosophy mm-hmm. um here's where you're at now, what are you going to do about it, right? Because like, if you read my cards and you said, oh, you're going to meet a beautiful man and he's going to whisk you away, blah, blah, blah. But then if I never uh, have the willingness to go on dates and try to bring my playful, fun energy, then am I really going to be able to create the space or the energy to receive what you saw in my energy field, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I totally relate to that. I feel like that's like what I say in my work all the time. And I love that you mentioned the tarot or the tower card. (laughs) Honestly, like every time I see that, I'm like, yeah, like shit's going to go down, but it's going to be so good. And like, everything's just going to be restructured. I feel like the, the Mars energy, like Scorpio, they love the challenge. Yeah. I think that's what I tell people all the time. Like, if you want to be successful in life, you got to love the challenge. I think a lot of people are scared of that. And they're like trying to avoid, you know, the darkness, the shadows and those kinds of emotions. But I'm like, you got to just sit with them. And that's how you're going to overcome it. Yeah, for sure. And um, so, okay. So like, then I'm a little curious. Maybe yeah. your brain is like, okay, like if I was, to ask you now, like looking at my chart, like what is something I can do to bring more, what was the thing that you said for more financial abundance into mm. my life? Is that the question that you said? Yeah, yeah. Let me see here. So one thing that pops up for me is, so your sixth house, has to do with your day-to-day work routines. So I feel like if someone is able to be happy with their day-to-day routine, it can be a lot easier for you to be productive in your career, in your, in your work. So your sixth house is in Pisces. So mm-hmm. Pisces require, you might already be doing this, Pisces require variety in their day-to-day. So they don't really like to do the same thing all the time. And they need to be in a place where they can dream. They can live like their fantasies, their visions, their idealism. Like they need to be in a space where they can romanticize their life. 
So I feel like if you're able to do that in your day-to-day environment and make sure you incorporate those things, you probably would feel a lot more fulfilled and then which can lead to more abundance. Do you feel like that relates? Totally. I think um, that it kind of freaks me out how much that relates. (laughs) Hello, spiritual baddie. Yes, I am talking to you. So you're probably listening to this podcast because you are absolutely driven to build an abundant, rich bitch life, but only while prioritizing play and freedom. You're the type of person when someone says, oh, you can't do that. Your first thought is watch me. So if you're an entrepreneur who wants to get aligned with your higher self and manifest your dream business as soon as possible, then I invite you to click the link in the description, visit my website, and apply for my Master Your Midheaven program. This coaching program is open to all ambitious entrepreneurs, content creators, influencers, creative artists, product-based or service-based brands and business owners. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you. It's it's very, very fascinating to me that that is what, what's in my chart is because in my other business, um, I run a production company with my two business partners. And the biggest thing that about that, that business that I love, because that is my day-to-day business, um, is the fact that like every day is different. And I realized like, okay, so if I love that in my work, like one day I'm on set for this, next day I'm on set for that, then I also needed to find that in my wellness routines and like the routines that I have with myself. And it, it's so cool. Like, I'm literally having this first like this like real time um, connection and realization of the fact that like even all of that like everything that you just said all these things about like my astrology it's like all that comes back to the deck in the sense that like the whole another whole point about that deck was the fact that like you know, I like, I love the gym, for instance, right? I love going to the gym. I love working out. I love getting better at my weights. And I also realize though, every day I can't be there. You know what I mean? It doesn't serve me to always be there. And it was such a lesson in learning that like, I don't have to feel ashamed that like today, my body doesn't need that today. Maybe my body needs yoga today. Maybe my body needs to go for a walk and learning that variety of like how I could take care of myself was such a game changer that I'm like, I want everyone to know this, you know? Um, yeah and so it's just like that's why I literally wanted 52 53 different ways that we could all take care of ourselves I love that so much the fact that you mentioned the thing about working out because I I used to be a personal trainer that was like one of my first kind of entrepreneur ventures yeah and I think back then I was I've, I've always been a very intense person and I thought that I needed to like go hard every single day at the gym working out and eventually that led to burnout mm. and so I went from like working out maybe six times a week to a point when I was only working out like twice a week but I actually felt way better I looked amazing and then I was like why was I killing myself before you know when it wasn't necessary yeah and then like forward a bit I 
I started, I guess, my spiritual awakening healing journey. I was healing a lot of trauma and then a lot of physical things came up in my body. So I ended up like not working out for, I think, close to a year. And that was like, my body just was like knocked out because I needed to heal so much, like my nervous system, everything. So I think it's really great that you're teaching people that it doesn't have to be so intense every single day like taking care of yourself doesn't need to be working out all the time yeah for sure that and I, I I'm so glad that you shared that because that I think the big thing um that I've learned in the past year is that piece that compassion piece and that compassion piece when it comes to like you know back in the day if I if I had taken a year off of working out I would have been like I took I would have been such a judgy little bitch, you know? And it's like, but now I feel like I would hold myself in that love the same way you just did, where you're like, you know what? Like my body was knocked out. I needed to heal. I needed to lay. I needed to be. And it's like, it's offering yourself that kindness and not like holding yourself to this idea of who you should be, what you should be doing, and really truly listening to yourself. And like, you know, that goes, that goes like, um, even into nutrition, like my life changed so significantly, my hormonal life, my physical life, the way I feel in my body. When I started to listen to my body, when I, when I would eat things like, you know what I mean? Like, how do I, like, I was allergic to tomatoes and it crushed me because I love spaghetti, but just realizing, Hey, like after I eat tomatoes, I feel really gross. You know what I mean? Mm. And those little things. And I think that like, once you start to invite that compassion, you can, you can even have the capacity to recognize like something as um, simple as that. Mm. Oh my God. It's so crazy that you mentioned the thing about tomatoes. So, cause like part of my health issues that came up when I was doing a lot of healing was a lot of gut stuff. And then I realized my body was kind of rejecting a lot of foods and tomatoes was a big part of it. Yeah, but I think the crazy thing is, at first, I was like avoiding a lot of foods I have, like, I used to struggle with disordered eating years and years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I was at a place where I was like, I don't want to restrict myself. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? So I discovered this book by Louise Hay. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yes. But yeah, so she talks about like all these sicknesses and kind of what the mindset issue is behind it. And I started embracing that more. And I've been able to find more of a balance with my eating. So like sometimes I will have tomatoes now. And I find that because I've done the emotional healing, it doesn't affect my body anymore. That is so cool. what is that that's uh, heal your life right yes yes you can heal your life yeah yeah totally so and I and I noticed so if I'm on a day where I'm feeling not so great like if I'm dealing with a lot of mindset issues and then I eat a food that normally triggers me then it will trigger me because like my mindset isn't great that day my my vibe and my mood so I feel like it's it's really interesting to me that it really depends yeah, I, and I, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I've lately been thinking, I'm like, you know what, I can reset my gut flora if I really wanted to. Like, what's going on there? And that makes me so excited because I'm like, okay, literally just mentally like putting it on my reminder list. Like, I'm going to go find that book and pick it up and figure out what that gut stuff is. Totally. I refer to that book all the time. It's literally my Bible. 
Like I, I always refer to it if I'm having like allergies or just anything. It's, it's crazy. I love it. And I've noticed, so I feel like sometimes when I feel the physical symptoms of anything, it's more related to spiritual ascension. Mm. Sometimes I'll get like a lot of headaches, especially like when it's a new moon or like eclipse season, I'll get a lot of headaches and body aches. And in the past, I thought it was because of something I was doing, like my eating or whatever. But then I started noticing, like, it's not really what I'm eating because sometimes it'll affect me. Sometimes it won't. So I'm like, I feel like it's like my body's just needing some time to catch up to the spiritual healing that I've been doing. Totally. And I, I think that, um, and that, I think that's where my information gap is, is the fact that like, you know, there's times when. As, as somebody who is very spiritually connected, there's times when I don't always understand or know what's happening in mm. that spiritual ecosystem. And so like, then I'll like pop online and I'll see like, oh, it is a full moon or it is this or whatnot. And it almost makes me feel less crazy because <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm a psycho. You know what I mean? Like my energy was everywhere. And then I'm like, oh, okay. And it, it's almost like that, like, permission slip Mm -hmm. to go within like okay I'm gonna actually do my own thing tonight and I'm gonna stay at home and I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of myself and my energy because my energy is calling me um and relating it back even to the food it's like okay like in what way is my body calling me back to myself right now because there's times when I feel like even your body will reject certain things like you just like for instance you just don't feel like drinking or you just Mm -hmm. don't feel like doing x and it's like okay like my body's asking for something different right now and and when you honor it i feel like then you don't have all of these like crazy um like sensitivities Mm -hmm, totally i really feel like that's why another reason why i love astrology so much because we just had like a crazy like few weeks just passed with eclipse season it's currently still mercury retrograde so I know it's like a time to slow down. And I feel like probably in the past, before I knew about this stuff, I would be like, oh my God, we still need to go like super hard, you know, but now I'm like, okay, this is happening. And my body is also feeling a certain way. So like you said, it's really important to honor how we feel and just rest if we need to. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I, I see this like Mercury retrograde everywhere. And I, to my understanding, I have an understanding of like um, the impacts of it. And I am very curious though, like how does Mercury retrograde actually impact us and how does it benefit us? Because I, I feel like there's so much information online that I'm like, I don't know what to pay attention, like what to actually honor and listen to. Totally. I actually really like Mercury retrograde because I feel like it's like the universe kind of forcing us to be more introspective mm. and reflect. So it's it's a time that how it affects us really depends on the sign that Mercury is in. So right now, Mercury is in the sign of Gemini. So it's like all about communication because Gemini is the sign of communication. So wherever Gemini sits in your chart is going to highlight how it's going to affect you. And I would say that Mercury retrograde is a time that maybe like past ideas are coming to you. 
because I, I think a lot about entrepreneurship. So I'm like, I'll get ideas from previous projects that I may have started and not finished. And then I'm like, how can I do it better with the experience that I have now? Mm. So I feel like Mercury Retrograde is really like a time to reflect, revise, instead of like taking action towards new things and just kind of edit, edit the past in a way. That's cool. Like, and I never thought of like, okay, where does Mercury sit? Or, or sorry, where does the planet sit in my chart when we're in Mercury retrograde? Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking at your chart here. You have Gemini in your ninth house. So the ninth house represents travel or higher learning, your beliefs, your spirituality. So mm-hmm. maybe you might get some thoughts especially around those topics during this time. Have you, have you noticed that at all? That's pretty, that's pretty crazy because I'm literally traveling Sunday. I might have a so other surprise trip coming up and then I'm traveling a lot actually. And I haven't traveled at all for like two years. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I feel like, yeah, you can look at this for any type of transit. So right now we were just looking at mercury but let's say like the moon I like to look at the moon a lot because the moon changes like every two and a half days Mm -hmm. so whatever sign the moon is in can tell you a bit more about the energy of that day and what's Mm -hmm. also highlighted for you that's super cool Mm -hmm. dude you you I don't know if you already have this but you need to do a course on how to read this stuff (laughs) because I understand it I have a few courses on like different things, but maybe I'll do one like specifically. How to understand your birth chart. I'm like, yeah. that makes sense to me. I yeah. can understand this language. <laughs> totally, totally. I'm definitely considering that. Yeah. I'm just looking at what the moon is in today. Currently, oh, the moon is in Capricorn today. Mm. So I feel like it's a really like boss vibe. Like Capricorn yeah. is all about getting things done. They're great at structure, responsibility, discipline so on a day like this I might feel more motivated to work in those areas Mm, that's super cool um I I, super left field but a question that I had for you as as somebody who has like lived in Vancouver and now you're on the island what has your experience been I'm not hijacking this but (laughs) it's all good because like what as a person who is in the spiritual space right what has your experience been as a woman of color in the space, whether it's like in physical spaces, online, like how have you, even your own limiting beliefs or uh, own personal adjustments, like what has that journey been like for you? Hmm, that's such an interesting question because growing up, for some reason, I've never felt like I wasn't able to do anything because of the color of my skin. Mm -hmm. like I I don't know why that is but I felt like that was very ingrained in me I think because whenever I follow inspirational people online I follow a lot of women of color so I naturally am seeing them be so successful and I'm like I can have that too so Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of been my mindset around it but recently I've been doing a lot of cord cutting yes Uh, yeah so So cord cutting is like cleansing your energy from like a past situation or whatever. I like to do it with candles and I've been cutting any, anything that's blocking me from my Asian background, from my Asian culture. 
anything that is holding me back from that. And once I did that, oh my God, like so much anger and rage came up in my body. And it wasn't anything like that I was consciously angry about. I just felt like it was because of the energetic ties with my background and with my culture. And it took me like, I feel like over a week to like purge that. I feel like it's still going on right now. But I think after I did that, I started to see a lot more movement in my business and things started moving a lot quicker after I was able to cut that energy. Mm -hmm. That is so crazy because it's like um, that feeling of rage is almost like in, in in a double effect in the sense of like, why do I feel rageful against my relationship with my heritage? But then at the same time, why I feel rageful in how my heritage and my race is accepted in society so it's like you almost get it from both ends and it's like how do I fit not I don't want to say the word fit but it's like how do I navigate Mm -hmm. this energy so that I can essentially overcome it and get through it in order to actually thrive through it totally I think a big part of it for me I realized that I guess with my Asian culture the Asian background there's been this idea that things need to be really, really difficult in life or things need to be hard. You, you need to work yourself to death in order to get a result. Mm-hmm. And I think by me cutting that cord, I started to see how easy things could be. Like I started making passive income by you know barely doing as much work as I used to make, do in the past. And I was like, wow, it really can be this easy. So I think that was definitely like one of the biggest shifts I made after that cutting yeah that's so cool yeah how how has your experience been like you know what I I would say that in similar in in certain ways and different in other ways like similar in the sense that it took me a long time to realize that I was what it meant to be a woman of color what it meant to be a person of color navigating the world and then when I had launched the like launched exo and hustle when I had launched the mindfulness deck I I then started to feel all of these really interesting things where I was like you know I was in these spaces and I was promoting the deck and I was pushing it and my whole like rah-rah about like I want us all to see each other like like a big thing for me is the fact that like you know being from Vancouver I can tell the difference between a Punjabi woman a Hindu woman Um, a Chinese girl, a Japanese girl, a Korean girl, like, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I I really wanted that to be shown and represented in, in that space. And then when I would go to wellness spaces, like yoga or like meditation studios, or even like, just to go with like, like wellness shops, I felt very like othered. And I, I almost felt like I wasn't, um, connected to that space and that that was the foundation of the documentary that we're producing where it's like why is that like what is this and it's like really recognizing like that capitalistic um gain of white wellness and what that is in society and then realizing like you can either choose to fit in it or you can choose how you want to um push through that Mm -hmm. I love that I'm just like it makes me think like I I was just looking a bit at your astrology I'm like what is it that makes you 
like dive into that deeper because I feel like there might be something in your placements that mm -hmm. is making you really passionate about this topic yeah I, I haven't I, I really don't know what it is but I think it might be some Aquarius tendencies so Aquarius is very much like about expressing the unique self they're the rebels of the zodiac and they're all about like teaching you how to be your authentic self so maybe you have some of that you like you do have Aquarius in your fifth house and the fifth house represents how you express yourself your source of play and fun mm -hmm. so maybe there's a connection there but I think it's just so interesting yeah and, and then that's really cool and it's just like I you know in the, the expression of self it's like you know even in that even though they're like I cannot take myself outside of the lens of like I am a woman of color operating in this world but just because of that doesn't mean that like I don't want women or men who are not people of color to not find that same level of authentic representation of self you know what I mean like I think that when we this is just like a random thought but I feel like when we are like truly connected to who we are and our own magic then you're going to have a better experience with me and I'm going to have a better experience of myself expressing myself to you and receiving you know what I mean like your your relationship with life changes totally I love that I love that message so so much yeah we are coming to the end of the podcast. I'm so sad because I feel like I literally <laughs> talked to you all day. But before we end, I do want to ask you, what would you say is one of your biggest piece of advice for mm -hmm. anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur or who is early in their journey? Yeah. I'm going to tell you a story. Yeah. I, I won't take too much time because I know, I know we're coming to the end. But I went on a date with this guy. And he was telling me about how much he hated his job and how much he hated his routine and his life and whatever. And I had asked him, I was just like, okay, like, well, what do you, what would you rather be doing? And he was like, I want to be a founder. And I was just like, okay. And I was like, well, what are you passionate about? He's like, I don't know. And it made me in that moment, I have this deep realization that maybe not a lot of people want to hear, or maybe it might not sound like that loving coddling energy, but it is a, it is coming from love. Is that like my biggest advice for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur is don't become an entrepreneur just because you think entrepreneurship is sexy. Mm. You know what I mean? Become an entrepreneur because there's actually a problem that you want to solve. There's a lot of things that I started in the in the pursuit of oh this will make me money or oh this will be cool or oh Gary V said entrepreneurship is the shit so I'm gonna be the shit you know what I mean versus when I created something and when I am creating something that is because I want this message or this product or whatever this offering to be in this world because I wanted to serve someone that energy one was received so much better Two fueled me so much deeper and three it just actually worked mm -hmm. you know yeah I love that so so much because yeah. I feel like like you said like when throughout my journey as an entrepreneur I started so many projects early on just for the sake of making money and I realized that like it didn't fulfill me to my soul because I'm like why am I even doing this and then that's why a lot of them failed 
But now I'm like, I feel like my message is really to tell people to break the rules. I feel like that's why I love being an entrepreneur because I'm like, you can be successful without being restrictive or just like, you know, you can be your true self and not have to follow any of these rules that make you feel restricted. 100%. And like, entrepreneurship is hard. It's hard. Like it's, you eat a lot of shit and like, you are that, you are that last line of defense. You know what I mean? You're going to grow in so many ways. Like you're going to grow as some, as a leader, you're going to grow as somebody who is now supporting other people in living their lives and finding their own true potential. And you're going to have to learn a lot about money. You're going to have to learn a lot about whatever the process and operations of what you're doing is. And like, I just feel like if you're going to do that, it has to be, it, it not, it has to be, but like you will enjoy it more if it's a labor of love and a lifestyle. Like, what do I want my lifestyle to be? You know? Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. That's so good. I love it. So where can everyone find you online? Drop your links. Drop my links. All right. Well, you guys, if you're interested in the mindfulness deck, you can find the mindfulness deck at exoandhustle.com or exoandhustle on Instagram. You can find me at I am Sumi Kandola on Instagram. And I would love for you guys all to learn more about our upcoming project with CBC, the identity of wellness. And you can find that at um, identity of wellness on Instagram or at self hired. Um, I'm very, very excited for that one because I feel like it's an ode to um, this shift in the culture in the sense that, you know, in the past few years, and, and I think that you've probably had so many interesting conversations about this where it's like, energetically we have broken down so many systems um in the world and the wellness system is something that I feel like I just want it to get to more and more people I want my mom to be able to go to wellness spaces and actually feel well you know Mm. um and so yeah I'm very passionate and excited about this project and I hope that everyone gets a chance to watch it awesome that is so exciting I'll definitely make sure to leave all your links in the description so everyone can check it out. But I'm honestly so happy that we connected today. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Glow Radio. If you are enjoying the podcast, make sure to take a screenshot, share it on your stories and tag me so that I can reshare it. You can also show your support through leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much, and I'm sending you lots of abundance and love.